Welcome to this week's Energy Show. Now, in previous years, we've always done a radio show on filing for the 30% solar investment tax credit. Now, I always do these shows in February or March as people are preparing their taxes. But by then, the year later, it's already too late to do anything about the taxes that you're, that you're applying for. So this year, we're going to do a show in advance in 2017 to talk about how you can reduce your 2017 taxes. It's kind of a, uh, you know, a, a double whammy. You can start saving money immediately on your electric bill, and you can actually get a tax benefit right now by re- increasing the exemptions on your payroll taxes. That's going to leave you more money in your pocket between now and the end of the year. So save money on your electric bill and get the immediate benefit of a tax credit. And we'll kind of talk about how we can do that. Now, this is the uh, accounting disclaimer that everybody who's not an accountant has to talk about. And, you know, I, I take this seriously. I'm going to – the solar tax credit is pretty simple. It's, it's actually the easiest form I've ever seen from the IRS. But accounting is complicated, and there's always lots and lots of rules that go into it. So and you need to review your particular tax situation with your accountant and go through any of the detailed rules that apply to this tax credit. Because I'm not providing tax advice, just solar information. And I want to make sure that you can talk to your accountant, look at this form, look at the requirements to fill it out, and make sure that you do everything right so that you get the right tax uh, so that you get the right tax credit um, now or at the end of the year. Okay, now, a little bit about the 30% investment tax credit. Now, basically, this is a 30% credit that applies to the total cost of your solar power system. Now, a tax credit is different than a tax deduction. Tax deductions reduce your taxable income. So let's say you make $100,000 and you get a $10,000 tax deduction. You only pay taxes on $90,000. A tax credit, which is what we're talking about here, is very different. That basically is a direct reduction in the amount of money you would pay to the IRS. And we'll kind of go through some um, examples of that. Now, the reason why this is so important is that the 30% investment tax credit for solar is the only incentive that's applicable for solar throughout the country. So everybody listening to this show anywhere in the U.S. gets a chance to take this tax credit. Now, the tax credit applies to both homeowners, and that's called Section 25 of the tax code, and also businesses, which is Section 48 of the tax code. Now, it's straightforward. The reason why it's so important is in California, there are no other incentives for rooftop solar. Yes, there's a, a $4,000 rebate for battery systems, but the days of the California Energy Commission or the California Solar Initiative offering incentives, those, are, those have been gone for six or seven years. And the tax credit is really the best incentive you can get. Now, the other really good thing about it is that the economics for solar are so good now in California with that tax credit that it's, it's kind of like a no-brainer for anybody with a sunny roof and a, an electric bill that's over about $100. Now, the principle of this tax credit is pretty easy. Every homeowner who installs a system in 2017 gets a 30% tax credit on the total cost of the system. Every business who installs a system also gets a 30% tax credit, plus businesses get accelerated depreciation. And I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on that because we're mostly focusing on homeowners, but businesses get an extra bump. Now, very important, this tax credit does not apply if you lease your solar power system, or if you have something called a PPA, it's sometimes confused with the lease. But basically, these in these situations, a third party actually owns your system, and that third party is the one that's getting the tax credit and also getting the accelerated depreciation. Now, don't worry. Theoretically, the companies that are getting the lease or have a power purchase agreement on your home system, they're helping reduce the cost, so that should reduce your payments accordingly, but you really got to run through the numbers yourself. Usually when I look at it, If you don't have the capital for this, it's better to get a loan 
then get a lease because your payments are going to be lower and you're going to have all the benefits of ownership. And there are big benefits for ownership, especially when you want to sell your house. Okay. So how, how does this how does this work, this investment tax credit work? It applies to 30% of the total cost of the system. So in order to get that 30% tax credit for 2017, you need to get that system installed in 2017. Now, there's some big, big battles in the solar industry about how long this tax credit is going to stay in place. The tax credit is good through the end of 2021. Now, what happens in 2020 and 2021, the amount of the tax credit steps down to 26% in 2020 and 22% in 2021. You still get the 30% in 2017, 2018, and 2019. Um, After 2021, so January 1st, 2022, um, there's no tax credit on a home solar system. There are tax credits on business systems that goes down to 10%, but there's no tax credit on home systems. So that's kind of a bummer, but we're all hopeful that by then, the costs are going to be even lower and the economics are going to even be better. Okay, now... Let's go through some examples, just because it gets kind of complicated. Let's say you buy a solar power system for $20,000, and let's say it's a 6,000-watt system. That's kind of typical. So 30% of $20,000 is $6,000, and then what you do is you figure out your total tax bill, and let's say you owe $25,000 at the end of the year for taxes, and let's, um, let's say you pay it in. already taxes, then in April, you're going to owe another $5,000. But if you have that solar power system that you put in in 2017, you get that $6,000 tax credit. Instead of owing another $5,000, you're going to get $1,000 back from the IRS. So that works out really, really well. And then what also you can do, and some people kind of pay this through their payroll taxes, so they get the benefit of that $6,000 immediately. Okay. Now, the other thing, and the way you can get that benefit immediately is when you fill out your payroll tax exemptions, and this is something you do when you start a new job and you figure out whether you're married, whether you're single, how many kids you have, things like that. You can increase the number of exemptions you have, and that means that less taxes are, are withheld in every paycheck you get. So you can basically say, hey, I'm going to put in a system in October. I got three months of, of taxes the payroll taxes to pay, I'm going to dramatically increase the number of exemptions. So I'm going to pay less taxes in 2017 so that that's going to work out to the, in this example, $6,000 you get on your uh, solar tax credit. That way you don't have to wait until April of 2018 to get your tax credit. You get the money kind of immediately. All right. Now, here's why the ITC is so important, makes such a big impact on the payback of your solar power system. So let's just go through another typical example. Mentioned that the average size of the systems in in the U.S. is about 6,000 watts. We count everything in watts in the industry, 6,000 watts or 6 kilowatts. That's about average. Now, you know, just as an aside, I've just been noticing that as the efficiency of the panels have been getting bigger and people are kind of using more electricity, they have EVs, They may be putting in air conditioning. They're putting in heat pump heating systems instead of natural gas heating systems. The the size of the systems in the U.S. is kind of gradually creeping up, and I think that's a good thing. We're using more electricity. Electricity is cheap. It's very efficient. Solar is really, really clean, so we might as well use more. But the the flip side of that is the average size of the systems is going up. So that's good. So um, And also, if you're kind of wondering how we kind of calculate that 6,000 watts, it's a little bit of jargon that we use in the industry, but it's really easy to calculate. Basically, we look at the peak output of the system measured in DC watts. So let's say you have 20 solar panels, and each panel puts out 300 watts, 
20 times 300, that's a 6,000 watt system. And I urge you when you're comparing quotes from other installers, kind of compare everything on the same DC watt basis. Oh, so if you're putting in really efficient panels that might have 350 watts and you have 20 of those, 20 times 350 is 7,000 watts. That's even a bigger system. And that's why there's benefits to higher output, more efficient panels. The flip side of it is those are going to cost a lot more. But I digress. Let's get back to this example. That 6,000-watt system here in Silicon Valley, San Jose, it's going to generate about 8,800 kilowatt hours a year. And when you look at your electric bill, you're billed based on kilowatt hours. It's a measure of energy. Now, by the way, the average house in the U.S. uses 12,000 kilowatt hours a year. I can kind of remember that because it's 1,000 kilowatt hours a month. So this 8,800 kilowatt hour system, almost 9,000, it's going to generate about 75% of your home's electric needs if you have an average home. Now, if you have an EV or a lot of air conditioning or a swimming pool, you're probably going to have a higher electric bill. But, you know, on the average, 6,000 watts is good. Heck, but a lot of people in Silicon Valley have big houses. They might have a, you know, they might have a 10,000-watt system. We do 20,000-watt systems for these big houses. All right, so what's this 6,000-watt system going to cost? What does it mean for your tax credit? That system's going to cost about $20,000. The average cost of systems right now in the U.S. is about $3.33 a watt. Some higher, some lower. It depends on the type of roof you have. Um, it also depends on the availability of panels. So let's say your current electric costs are $3,000 a year or about $250 a month. This 6,000-watt system is going to save you about $2,800 a year. And your bill is going to go down from $3,000 to $3,000 a year, um, which is $250 a month, down to $20 a month. That's pretty good. Now, here's why the tax credit's good. That payback without the investment tax credit is seven years. Yeah, still not too bad when I think back 20 years about how the paybacks were 20 years. But if you're able to reduce the cost to $14,000 with the 30% tax credit, that payback goes down to five years. That's why the ITC is so important. Okay, so the rules for this residential solar investment tax credit are really, really simple. It applies to any photovoltaic system, so any solar electric system, any solar power system. They're all kind of synonyms. It also applies to solar hot water systems. These are some these are systems that generate hot water, domestic hot water for your wash and use that kind of needs. But and it also applies to solar heating systems if it's if you're heating your house. It doesn't apply to pool heating systems. And you know the, the reason why it doesn't apply to pool heating systems is those systems already have a really really fast payback. And it also applies to the total cost of the solar system. That's the labor the site preparation, the equipment, the installation, the wiring, kind of everything you get invoiced from contractors. You can't kind of do it and have a do-it-yourself system and invoice in your own you know, labor. But if you do have a do-it-yourself system, you can invoice and include the price of the equipment you buy, but I don't think you can include your own direct labor. Okay. All right. Now, so since it includes all the equipment, kind of anything applying to a PV system or solar hot water, it also applies to solar roofing tiles. So Tesla and a bunch of other companies have announced all these cool tiles. It includes the solar tiles. Now, if you're putting in a system and you're thinking about re-roofing, it also applies to the roofing underneath. So if you're going to have to re-roof a section of the roof with you have an old roof and you're putting in solar and it's going to leak, it would apply to the composition shingles underneath. And sometimes people have a barrel tile roof or a clay tile roof. Really hard to work on those. What a lot of contractors do is they'll just remove the barrel tiles in a rectangular section and put the solar panels in there. So it applies to that re-roofing work. It also applies to the roof attachments. And let's say you have to beef up the structure of the roof underneath. I don't know why, because the panels aren't that heavy. But let's say you had to do that. It would also apply there. All right. So a good question. People always ask, hey, does the, the ITC apply to 
re-roofing my entire roof. Well, you're being honest, realistic. No. Let's say you have a house and there's four roof sections, east, west, south, and north. And let's say you're putting the solar panels on the west and the south and you have an old roof and you need to re-roof. You can make a good argument. I believe your accountant's going to go along with it. That you could claim the investment tax credit on the roof sections that are redone on underneath the solar panels on the south roof and underneath the solar panels you're putting on the west roof. But if you're not putting panels on the north of the east roof, it's kind of a stretch to say that the roofing is going to apply to that too. Now, also, your accountant kind of keep you straight on this, but you can't get a discount on the new roof and then pay extra for solar. And, you know, there have been contractors that have gotten busted for, you know, quoting a really high price for a solar power system and then saying, all right, we're going to put the solar power system in, but by the way, we're going to redo your kitchen or, you know, put in a new deck at the same time. We're not going to charge you for that. Eh, not kosher. Uh, that's just not right. All right. What about carports and shade structures? Well, check with your accountant um, in, in general. If it's, if it's a new structure and the primary purpose of the structure is for solar, then it would apply. And you might get kind of a benefit of having shade underneath. So, you know, when you see a lot of those shade structures go up for commercial buildings and, and parking lots, I believe that the solar tax credit covers the entire cost of that structure and the panels. And that, that's a pretty good deal. Okay. Here's something else that, that's pretty common out there that people need to upgrade their electric panel. Now, why? You might have an old 100 or 125 amp electric panel. Um, now, when the house was built 30, 40, 50 years ago, that was fine. We didn't use electricity for our hot water. We didn't have electric vehicles. We might have had you know, not as many appliances and toys. There might have been four outlets in every room. Well, now people have lots of electronics that they're putting in heat pump hot water systems. Even your hot water heater uses a little bit of electricity if it's gas. Electric vehicles use a ton of electricity people are putting in central AC. So those electric panels are no longer big enough to handle all the demands that you have. So if you're going to put in a solar system, there's also a limitation that you can't put a really big solar system circuit breaker on a little solar panel. So if you need to upgrade your service panel to put in solar, that would also get the tax credit. So let's say, uh, you know, kind of at the high end, sometimes people pay a lot of money for these things in Silicon Valley. And so one of the reasons why is the PG&E, the electrical company, are really difficult to work with. We're actually kind of struggling to get a system in right now, uh, coordinating with the utility. But the panel upgrade could cost $3,000. So if you do that panel upgrade as part of the photovoltaic system, boom, you're just going to save 30% of $3,000 or $900. So the panel upgrade that would ordinarily cost you $3,000 is going to cost you $2,100. So it's, it's good, it's fair, and it's really going to prepare you for the future needs. And it's also going to make sure that you're doing everything to code, which I really, really make sure, I want to emphasize that everybody do. Okay, right, we talked about what this applies to. How do you get the tax credit? Well, people every year, in, in February or March, even though we put it on the website, every year our customers say, okay, well, thanks for putting in the system last year. It's working great. You know, I paid $20,000 and how do I get my $6,000 tax credit? Well, we always put it on our website. The instructions are there. I've got half a dozen radio shows explaining how to do it. But all you really need to do is fill out the IRS form 5695. Now, the 2017 form isn't going to be ready until the beginning of 2018, but that form's basically been the same for years and years and years. It's the easiest form I've ever seen to fill out. A child could do it. And sometimes people use tax prep software. A lot of people use tax preparers. I'm sure your tax preparer knows how to do it, and the tax prep software also knows how to do it. You can just you know talk to your accountant. It's easy. So kind of all you really need, in addition to just having the accountant or yourself fill out form 5695, it's just invoices that kind of 
kind of specify, just so you have it for your records in case you're ever audited, that specify the cost you pay. Uh, you know, here at Cinnamon Solar, we send customers a contract we send them that has a number on it. We send them invoices. They give us checks. And you just want to add all those up, whatever adds up to $20,000 in this case, then that's what the tax credit's for. If you get a separate invoice from your electrician for an electrical upgrade you did, or if you get a separate invoice from your roofer, because they had to re-roof the section underneath the, the area in which the panels put in. Well, add that invoice in. Okay. Now, what about other incentives? Many states have additional rebates and tax credits. So the ITC works with those credits too, but you have to check the rules in your states to see exactly how these things kind of overlap. Now, this is some other good news for people who are thinking about an emergency backup power system from solar or battery storage, because these things work great now. They're becoming popular, A, from a high level because of the utility grid, because they provide more support to the electric grid. If there's a if there's a really, really hot day or the grid's under stress, these systems can actually provide more power. And they also save money. That's what people care about here. If you're on a time of use rate, like in California, you can generate solar power during the day, obviously, and you store that energy when rates are low during the day. Here in California, sometimes those electric rates during the day are 20 cents. And then in the evening or the afternoon, when the electric rates might spike up to 40 cents, that's when you use your own energy from the battery. It works out great. Um, so it's beneficial to the grid. It saves you money. And then here's kind of the wild card, which is kind of cool. Many of these systems have integrated battery backup systems. So if there's an emergency, if the power goes out, heck, you know, we've had several hurricanes and storms over the past month or so in the country. Um, these systems would kick in and, you, you know, you're not going to be able to power your whole house, but you get 5,000 watts of power. It's kind of what you get from a generator. And you don't have to worry about gassing the thing up because every day the sun comes out, you're going to get those batteries are going to get recharged. Now, talking about the battery storage rebate in the ITC, the current battery storage rate in California is about $4,000. That covers about half the cost of the system when the system's installed at the same time as a, a solar power system. So that works out pretty good. The numbers work out really, really well. And one of the reasons why it's a good time to put in these battery storage systems or backup power systems at the same time you're doing solar is you can just imagine the, the contractor, contractor like Cinnamon Solar, we only have to get one building permit. We only have to do one installation. We put in the same inverter that does the backup power and the solar. The wiring's all kind of done the same thing. So it saves a lot of time. If you were to put it in later, then eh, we need a separate permit. We have to deploy the crews separately. It's a different installation. We might have to change the inverter. So that's something you're thinking about. It's a really good idea to do it now at the time you're putting in solar. If you already have a solar system, there are ways to put it in afterwards. Okay, so let's kind of take a look at the big picture. This 30% tax credit is the biggest incentive. Now, it's going to go down to 26% in 2020 and 22% in 2021 and zero in 2022. But you know, heck, you still got several years. I'm not saying freak out. It's not an emergency. But if it looks like you got a lot of taxes to pay in 2017, and if you've been thinking about solar, it's a good thing to do. Now, next steps. Remember, it takes anywhere from one to three months for an efficient contractor to install solar. This is the reality when you look at the numbers. Big companies have very long backlogs. I kind of look at their backlogs. They're always about three to six months. They might say it's three, but it's going to take six. The locally owned co companies, the companies that operate more efficiently, usually get things done a lot faster. And yeah, sometimes at Cinnamon Solar, we're able to crank something out in three or four weeks. When we get really busy, it might take a month or two. So if you're looking at reducing your tax bill, you want to act pretty quickly. Otherwise, there won't be time to get the system installed by the end of the year. 
So, you know, if, if you order a system on December 31st, 2017, we're not going to get it in until January or February. It's not going to help you for your 2017 taxes, although obviously it would help for the 2018 taxes. And just kind of realistically, I, I want to paint an accurate picture. It takes an efficient contractor from the time a contract's signed to the time the system's all signed off, about a month or two to put in a system. If things go really well, it could take a month. If there's new construction involved, you're building a house, huge renovation, guess what? Those systems usually take six to 18 months, and that's just speaking from 20 years of experience. Okay, that's all the time we have on this week's Energy Show. So thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. And if you missed any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamonsolar.com and listen to the podcasts.